broadcast voice of Marshall University. WMUL-FM, Huntington, West Virginia. And now, News Center 88 at 5, the area source for the most complete news coverage from across the campus of Marshall University and the Huntington Tri-State area. And now... The News Center 88 team. Evening, everyone. For this Thursday, February 1st, 2024, I'm Willen Smith. And I'm Nate Courtney. Coming up this evening on News Center 88, back to back atmospheric rivers drench California. All on your only daily source for Marshall Broadcast News. Julia McAndrews will be in with the Metro Huntington weather forecast, and Ethan Peltier will be in with the FM 88 Sports Report. The current temperature outside is a partially cloudy 52 degrees. And now on to our top story. President Joe Biden is celebrating his recent endorsement by the United Auto Workers Union during a visit to Michigan. His visit today to the critical battleground state with the nation's highest density of Arab Americans threatens to be overshadowed by growing anger over U.S. support for Israel's war in Gaza. Biden's trip to the Detroit area will include meetings with UAW workers just days after the union offered its endorsement. However, the Democratic president's Michigan schedule does not include any meetings with Arab Americans, adding to increasing frustration over his full-throated support of Israel and its war with Hamas. Hundreds of protesters are already gathered ahead of his speech. Satellite photos show new demolition along a one-kilometer-deep path on the Gaza Strip's border with Israel. The destruction comes as Israel has said it wants to establish a buffer zone there, further tearing away at land the Palestinians want for a state over international objection. The demolition along the path represents only a sliver of the wider damage from the war seen in the Gaza Strip, which one assessment suggests has been da- has damaged or destroyed half of all the buildings within the coastal enclave. But independent analysts and the AP assessment of the g- damage along the path suggests Israel may be setting the stage to move forward with the possible buffer zone, despite U.S. warnings not to occupy land in Gaza Strip. The first of back-to-back atmospheric rivers is drenching California. Heavy rains and gusty winds began hitting the northern area of the state yesterday before moving south along the coast and snarling the morning commute in Los Angeles. It has flooded roads, toppled trees, and caused traffic accidents, but also dumped welcome snow into the mountains. Forecasters say the storm will be followed by a more powerful one on Sunday. The California's Governor Office of Emergency Services has activated its operations center and positioned personnel and equipment in areas most at risk from the weather. Farmers burned bales of hay, threw eggs, and firecrackers at police and rested rested some promises of relief from European leaders. It was the culmination of weeks of protests across the continent over excessive red tape and competition from cheap imports. Eager to reassure a key part of the electorate and end disruptions in several cities, leaders at a European European Union summit in Brussels showered the farmers with compliments and compassion, if few concrete proposals. In France, the government did make significant concessions and two former farmers' union promise to suspend the chokehold their tractors have placed on Paris for days. For weeks, farmers have complained it's becoming harder than ever to make a decent living. 
The prospect of a full-scale war between Israel and Lebanon's Hezbollah military terrifies people on both sides of the border, but some see it as an inevitable fallout from Israel's war against Hamas in Gaza. Such a war could be the most destructive either side has ever experienced. Israel and Hezbollah each have lessons from their last war in 2006. The month-long conflict ended in a draw. Both countries also have had four months to prepare for another war, even as the U.S. tries to prevent a widening of the conflict. Last month, U.N. Secretary General Antonio Guterres warned that an Israel-Hezbollah war, quote, would be a total disaster, unquote. West Virginia lawmakers met with Marshall University students, staff, and leaders. That and more news from across the tri-state when News Center 88 returns right after this. city filled with bad radio. <laughs> Only one station can rise up and save the day. WMUL. This fearless team of genres fights to bring better radio to the citizens of Huntington. There's no need to fear with Captain Alternative. Iron Blue. Hip Hulk and Street Beast. Spider Jazz. Metal Reed. Flashback Cage. Living Gospel. The Rock Eye. And the Sports Four. Team Assemble. When you're trapped by bad radio. <laughs> Tune in to 88.1 FM where the cutting edge will be ready to save the day. Today, a new creature walks among us, causing fear, mayhem, and injury. Stay back, children. Look out for the dreaded digital deadwalkers. With faces pressed against their little handheld devices, they put all good citizens in harm's way. Oh, hey, dude, I'm walking here. Oh, I, sorry, I didn't see you. A public service message from the American Academy of Orthopedic Surgeons, who want to keep everyone well-connected with healthy bones. Welcome back to News Center 88, voted best spot news reporting by the Virginia's Associated Press. I'm Willen Smith. And I'm Nate Courtney. Authorities say a man fleeing police caused the Alabama car crash that injured Gail Manchin, head of an economic development partnership of the federal government and 13 state governments, and the wife of U.S. Senator Senate Joe Manchin, along with a colleague of hers, Gail Manchin, the co-chair of the Appalachian Regional Commission, was injured in the Monday wreck as she and her colleague were headed to an event in Birmingham. AI.com reports the fleeing car struck an SUV carrying Manchin and her colleague. Traderil Rashad Boykins of Birmingham was arrested on charges including felony assault and attempted to attempting to elude police. He's being held on a $2 million bond. Yesterday, Marshall University students, staff, and leaders traveled to the West Virginia State Capitol to not only showcase their achievements, but also to voice the needs of the university. News Center 88's Emma Johnson has more. Students and staff representing Marshall University and various organizations on campus met with state representatives and leaders to showcase all that Marshall has to offer. Various achievements were recognized and future plans were discussed. President of Alumni Relations Matt James says it's important to display Marshall's accomplishments, but that's not the only goal of the visit. 
It's also really important when our president is here to talk about our priorities. Uh, many of those things cost money uh, and it takes support from the state. And so I could give you a list of reasons, but really we just need to be present. We need to start building those relationships with our lawmakers. By advocating for positive changes, University President Brad Smith has six areas of emphasis that include cybersecurity, health care, advanced manufacturing, new energy, aviation and entrepreneurship that would benefit the university. So as we sit with the legislature, we're trying to ensure that we continue to support the performance-based funding formula we put in place, which rewards higher education with funding for doing the right things that will help the state and help the students. We're also working with them on solutions for PEIA, which is the insurance program that supports our employees and our institution. Now that the new Brad D. Smith School of Business is open, Smith's next goal includes breaking more ground. One is help us expand our aviation program, which will also allow us to help four other schools in the state stand up theirs. And the other one is our advanced manufacturing center. We want to put it in a new building in the innovation district in Huntington. We need to move it out of that old building that's 60 years old and move it up closer to the cybersecurity building. West Virginia State Delegate Sean Hornbuckle says these plans are not only a positive for the university, but also for the Huntington community. As you can see right now, Mayor Steve Williams, uh, Brad Smith are working hand in hand also with our legislature up here uh, to really get a lot of things going uh, with our cybersecurity. Uh, you saw that happen at the end of last year. That was something that came from the legislature, right? Uh, giving a lot of resources back to the community, trying to help out that way. Despite the big plans President Smith has for the university, student body president Walker Tatum also has a plan in place that would expand the food pantry at Marshall University. University. My vice president and I are focusing on food insecurity on campus. We're trying to expand our food pantry and have a thrift store food pantry combined. So with that, there's actually a bill that's been introduced in the Senate and House, that's the Hunger Free Campus Act, that gives, gives public funding to universities to address food insecurity for, for students. For over 20 years, Marshall Day at the Capitol has allowed students and leaders to voice their concerns, propose positive changes, and give the university credit for all the achievements they have accomplished. For News Center 88, I'm Emma Johnson. Thanks, Emma. Marshall Day at the Capitol was a success for all in attendance as the university continues to move forward with plans and ideas. Coming up next, former Ohio Senate President Stanley Arnoff dies at 91. That and more news from around the nation when News Center 88 returns right after this. This song is being played on a didgeridoo. A didgeridoo is an instrument made by indigenous Australians. WMUL doesn't have any songs with didgeridoos in them. But what we do have is the Tri-State's largest variety of music, from alternative to hip-hop, jazz to blues, and much more. Plus, our selection is constantly being updated with the latest tunes. So, you know, maybe one day we will have a song with a didgeridoo in it. 88.1 WMUL-FM Welcome back to News Center 88, voted Best Radio News Reporting by the Society of Professional Journalists Mark of Excellence Awards. I'm Willen Smith. And I'm Nate Courtney. A task force con convened by Republican Ohio Governor Mike DeWine after a deadly school bus crash is recommending enhanced training for drivers and installing a host of new safety features. The group recommended leaving the issue of school bus seatbelts to individual districts. DeWine's office is in discussions with state lawmakers about establishing a grant funding for safety upgrades and six hours of driver safety training for each, each year. The deadly school bus crash in Clark County last August killed one child and injured 23 others. U.S. Defense Secretary Lloyd Austin says it's time to more significantly disable iron-backed militias that have struck at U.S. forces and ships in the Middle East. 
and he says the U.S. is poised to take significant action in response to the deaths of three U.S. service members in Jordan this Sunday. For days, the U.S. has hinted strikes are imminent, while the threat of retaliation has driven some militant groups to say they were stopping hostilities. As late as today, Yemen's iron-backed Houthi rebels were still attacking vessels and fired a ballistic missile at a Liberian-flagged container shipped in the Red Sea. Relatives of the victims of the deadliest shooting in Maine history are imploring an independent commission to prevent such a thing from ever happening again. Testifying through tears at a hearing today, they described gunfire, blood, and panic. One by one, family members of seven of the people who died described their heartbreak in ways both large and small. One witness testified about how difficult it was for members of the state's deaf community to get information about the shootings in their aftermath. Stanley J. Arnoff has died at age 91 after a long career that included nearly four decades in the Ohio State House. A partner at the law firm Ar Arnoff founded says he died peacefully yesterday. The Harvard Excuse me. The Harvard-educated lawyer from Cincinnati was known as an artful negotiator for Republican interest when Democrats controlled the Ohio House and Governor's office. He also came. He excuse me. He also championed public funding for the arts, and he served eight years as a powerful Senate president and was among lawmakers caught up in a mid-1990s ethics scandal involving speaking fees. Two Cincinnati art centers and a university biology lab bear his name. Devotees of St. Bridget are commemorating the 1500th anniversary of her death today. The feast day of the so-called Matron Saint of Ireland, major commemorations began Sunday with the return of a relic associated with Bridget to Kildare, Ireland, about a millennium after her remains were removed from her hometown. St. Patrick has long been the saint most identified with Ireland, but Bridget has been gaining a following. Devotees draw inspiration from Bridget, the saint, and from the ancient pagan goddess whose name and attributes she shares. They see Bridget as representing feminine spirituality and empowerment. Coming up next, video shows Indiana lawmakers showing holstered gun to students who are advocating for gun control. Your daily political update when News Center 88 returns right after this. have a CD for any mood. You've got everything from rainy day jazz to pure existential angst. You've got CDs to dance to, boogie to, shimmy to, mosh to, and totally rock out to. You've got rock, rap, pop, alt pop, sub pop, hip hop, jazz, blues, country, metal, punk, and some stuff they don't even have a name for yet. But do you have a first aid kit? You have the things that make you happy. Get the things that make you prepared. An all-hazards emergency preparedness kit can help. Ready kits are available at your local retailer. Learn more at ready.gov. G'day, mates. My name is Dango Mick, and I've come all the way from Australia in search of a creature that's spelled W-M-U-L. I guess it's a woman. It's known only to exist on a Marshall campus, and its void has been known to induce a dependency on a wide variety of music that only it can supply. Crocky! There it is now, and it's attacking another radio station. Oh, but don't worry, kiddies. It'll be all right. It's only nature. Welcome back to New Center 88. I'm Willen Smith. And I'm Nate Courtney. Defense Secretary Lloyd Austin says he's never directed anyone on his staff to keep his cancer surgery and hospitalization secret from the White House, but acknowledges he should have handled it differently. 
He apologized for keeping President Joe Biden and others in the dark for weeks. Austin was speaking to reporters in the Pentagon briefing room today, providing his most extensive comments to date on the secrecy surrounding his cancer diagnosis and struggles with complications since his surgery on December 22nd. It was the first time he answered reporters' questions since his surgery. Republicans are challenging extended mail ballot deadlines in at least two states. The GOP move could have widespread implications for mail voting nationwide before the presidential election this November. A new lawsuit in Mississippi and a similar one last year in North Dakota were both brought in heavily Republican states and are now before conservative federal courts. Democratic and voting rights groups are concerned about the potential impact beyond those two states. And national Republicans hope for a ruling that state deadlines that allows state deadlines on ballot, excuse me, on ballots to be received after election day and violate federal law. Democrats are keeping close watch on the cases. Vice President Kamala Harris targeted Donald, Donald Trump for paving the way for abortion bans during a visit to the key battleground state of Wisconsin. Her trip today is the first stop on a nationwide tour focused on abortion rights, a critical issue in this year's election. Harris is leading the charge for Democrats who remain furious that the U.S. Supreme Court overturned Roe v. Wade less than two years ago. Harris plans to join President Joe Biden and others at another campaign rally focused, to, focused on abortion in Virginia tomorrow. A judge in London has thrown out a lawsuit by former U.S. President Donald Trump, accusing a former Brit British spy of making, quote, shocking and scandalous claims, unquote, that were false and harmed his reputation. Judge Karen Stein said the defendant was entitled to summary judgment and the case should not go to trial. Trump sued Orbis Business Intelligence, the company founded by Christopher Steele, who created a dossier in 2016 that contained rumors and uncorroborated allegations about Trump that erupted in a political storm just before he was inaugurated. The former president sought damages from Orbis for allegedly violating British data protection laws. The firm sought to have the case thrown out. A video taken by a high school student shows Indiana State Representative Jim Lucas flash a holstered gun to students who were visiting the state house to talk about lawmake to talk to lawmakers, excuse me, about gun control. Five students from Burris Laboratory School were at the Capitol as a part of a day of advocacy with students demand action and other gun control pro proponents. One of the students told the Associated Press. Lucas, a Republican from Samer, tells the students while arguing about the, about guns, quote, I'm carrying now, unquote. Lawmakers have the right to carry inside the Capitol. And coming up, Julia McAndrews will have a complete look at your Metro Huntington weather forecast, and Ethan Peltier will be in with the FM88 Sports Report. Stay with us. For a marathon or something? I heard if you lose lots of weight, you can prevent diabetes. Get real. You don't have to knock yourself out to prevent diabetes. Take small steps. Talk to your health care provider. Losing a small amount of weight by being active 30 minutes, five days a week, and eating healthier can prevent diabetes. For more information, call 1-800-438-5383 and ask for Get Real, a message from the Department of Health and Human Services National Diabetes Education Program. 
the worldwide leader of Marshall University sports coverage. Good evening, everyone, and welcome to the fifth oldest stadium in college football, Nipper Stadium. Buckeye Field, Columbus, Ohio, Thundering Herd, and the 24th-ranked Ohio State Buckeyes. Here in Raleigh, North Carolina, at Coke Field at Dale Park. At the U.K. Soccer Complex in the heart of bluegrass country, Lexington, Kentucky. Welcome back to Houston, Texas, the site of the 2008 Conference USA Softball Tournament. WMUL-FM, Huntington. Hey man, you dropped something. That's okay, it's just trash anyway. Actually, it's not okay, it's littering. You should pick it up and throw it away. It would be even better to recycle it. What are some other ways I can help out on campus? Try picking up litter around campus, recycling soda cans, plastic bottles, and paper at the designated bins around campus, taking shorter showers to save water, or walk, ride a bike, or even carpool to cut back on air pollution. Thanks man, I appreciate it. Think green and be Marshall Green. Brought to you by your friends at the eco-friendly WMUL 88.1 FM. Welcome back to News Center 88. I'm Julia McAndrews, and it's time for your Metro Huntington weather forecast. Today has been sunny with a high of 54 degrees and breezy with gusts as high as 16 miles per hour. It will continue to stay gusty into the night with winds around 9 miles per hour and will drop to a mild 40 degrees. Expect a cloudy Friday and Saturday with similar temperatures and less wind. If you're going out this Friday or Saturday night, be sure to bring a jacket. It'll be dipping into the 30s overnight. Today's weather word of the day is dendrite. Dendrites are a type of snow crystal with complex and often fern-like branches, similar to the structure of neurons in your, found in your brain. Dendrites are generally 2 to 5 millimeters in diameter. Light and powdery snow is often made of dendritic snowflakes. Thank you to weatherology.com for that information. Currently outside the WMUL studios, it's a balmy 52 degrees as the sun sets on this Thursday evening. And that's your Metro Huntington weather forecast for News Center 88. I'm Julia McAndrews. Thanks, Julia. Now Ethan Paltier joins us with the FM 88 Sports Report. Thanks, Waylon. The Marshall women's basketball team has tallied its 10th straight win after an impressive performance against App State Wednesday at the Cam Henderson Center, 81-69. The team moves on to a record of 16-5 overall and an undefeated conference record of 10-0. It was a close game in the first half of the contest, with the teams heading into halftime separated by just two points. Marshall, with a crowd of over 2,000 fans cheering the team on, outscored App State 23-9 in the third quarter to take a commanding lead into the fourth. Marshall guard Aislinn Hayes led all scores with 24 points, while App State's Emily Carver and Faith Alston put up 15 and 16 points, respectively. App State will go on to play its fourth consecutive road game, facing off against Coastal Carolina on February 3rd. Marshall remains at the top of the Sun Belt standings and is set to host JMU at the Cam Henderson Center Saturday at 1 p.m. The Marshall men's basketball team, which is coming off a win over Southern Miss, 83-67, is set to square off against Old Dominion tonight at the Cam Henderson Center. Marshall currently stands at a conference record of 6-3 and and an overall record of 11-11. Marshall forward Nate Martin was named to the Sunbelt Conference, excuse me, was named Sunbelt Conference Player of the Week and is looking to lead the Thundering Herd to its third straight victory. We will have coverage for you right here on the Cutting Edge Sports Radio Network with pregame beginning at 6.30 p.m. with FM 88 Sports' Ben Westfall and Luke Hamilton on the call. The Marshall tennis team has a pair of matches it will host this weekend in Barbersville, West Virginia. The team is coming off a 1-1 record from the previous weekend where it fell to WVU and secured a win against Radford. The Thundering Herd has a record of 4-2 and two and is set to play the Miami of Ohio Red Hawks Friday. The Red Hawks have a record of 3-2. and two. The Herd will then take on the Virginia Tech Hokies who have a record of 2-1 and one Sunday. 
Last weekend, Marshall Track and Field competed in the PNC Lyles Invitational at Louisville, Kentucky. FM 88 Sports' Ben Anderson has the recap. Last weekend, Marshall Track and Field traveled to Louisville, Kentucky for the first of two straight meets at the Norton Healthcare Sports and Learning Center. Leading the way for the Thundering Herders graduate student cross-country runner Abby Herring, breaking the indoor 3K record for the second time this season and the third time in her career, and has now broken 25 school records as a member of the Marshall Thundering Herd. Cross-country head coach Caleb Bowen says that Herring's legacy will continue to build up the identity of the program. Well, she better be a Hall of Famer whenever she gets a chance. Not only does it show that she's progressed and we've done a great job progressing her, but hopefully it inspires younger women to believe in it because you know Marshall wasn't a place for distance runners for a long time so hopefully people can see that and be oh you know Marshall's a great place for distance runners you know people have seen that she can make the moves and not only her but others on the team. Herring says that the competitive environment of Marshall track and field has been the key to her success. Definitely coming from high school to college the transition was a little bit rough but adding on more miles and being in a team atmosphere that wants to compete and wants to get better I think is like really paid off for me. Marshall would score in 10 events in the two-day meet against Power 5 programs from the ACC and Big Ten conferences. Director of Track and Field Cross Country Keith Roberts says that the performances shows what it means to be a member of the Thundering Herd. You know, we always say we are Marshall, so that means something. That means we can compete against anybody. There's two names that matter, I always tell my student-athletes, the name on the front of your uniform and the name on your back. So you got to represent your school, your university, but also your family. So that shows that they're ready to do that. They don't care who you line up in front of them, beside them. They're going to run and they're going to compete to the best of ability, and if you beat them, you're going to have to bring everything you got. Marshall Track and Field will now travel back to Louisville for the second straight weekend on February 2nd in the Bellamy Classic. For FM88 Sports, I'm Ben Anderson. Thanks, Ben. The Bellarmine Classic starts tomorrow at 10 a.m. with the men's 60-meter heptathlon and the men's long jump. The Marshall Swimming and Diving Team has secured two Sunbelt Conference weekly awards after a win over Toledo. Paige Banton was awarded Swimmer of the Week, and Grace Kelsheimer received Diver of the Week. The duo played a pivotal role in the herd's victory. Banton won the 100-meter breaststroke with a season-best time of 1 minute, 2.53 seconds, and set a school record in the 200-meter breaststroke with a time of 2 minutes, 12.75 seconds. Kelsheimer shined in the diving events, putting up multiple season-best scores of 295.88 in the 1-meter and 279.38 in the 3-meter. Marshall will travel to Orlando, Florida to compete in the Sun Belt Conference Championships, which will be held from February 14th through the 17th. The Marshall Thundering Herd softball team has been picked 7th in the Sunbelt Conference preseason coaches poll, with Marshall senior shortstop Sidney Bickle being named to the preseason All-Sunbelt Conference team. Bickle's name to the 2000, excuse me, Bickle was named the 2023 Sunbelt Conference Newcomer of the Year, batting 3 points, or excuse me, 363 with 61 hits, 57 runs scored, and 27, 20 stolen bases. Today in sports history... On this day in 1914, the Chicago White Sox and the New York Giants played an exhibition game in Cairo, Egypt as part of a special world tour. The game lasted 10 innings and resulted in a 3-3 tie. Thank you to OnThisDay.com for the information. The Washington Commanders have an agreement with Dan Quinn to hire him as coach. Two people with knowledge of the move tell the Associated Press... Quinn has been named, excuse me, Quinn has been the Dallas Cowboys defensive coordinator for the past three seasons. He coached the Falcons to a Super Bowl appearance in five plus years in Atlanta. That's all for today's FM eighty eight sports report for FM eighty eight sports. I'm Ethan Peltier.
Thanks, Ethan. Coming up, woman tossing trash falls into dumpster and survives getting compacted in garbage truck. Stay with us to find out more right after this on New Center 88. Wondering what to do on a dull day? Well... I get kind of tired of hearing that same old music. MUL's got real variety. From jazz and blues to rock and progressive. 88.1's the place to be. I'm at WMUL Marshall University. So there's this guy in your office and he just finished rehab and you don't know how to act around him. Okay, here's a few tips. Don't call him a loser. Do call him Larry, unless his name is John, then call him John. Don't remove the glue from the company envelopes, he's not going to snip them. Do expect him to meet all his deadlines, and don't be surprised when he does, and oh, hey, don't make fun of his addiction. You can, however, make fun of his 80s haircut. For more tips on how to support a recovering user, or if you'd like to become one, call 1-800-662-HELP. I want my Broadcast voice of Marshall University, WMUL-FM, Huntington. And finally today on News Center 88, a New, Sam- uh, bleh, a New Hampshire Fire Department says a woman fell into a dumpster while throwing out her garbage, and it didn't end there. She landed inside a trash truck that compacted the contents. Luckily, neighbors heard her screams, and the trash compartment was equipped with a camera. The driver spotted the woman and called 911. The Manchester Fire Department says the garbage had been compacted as many as four times by then. Rescuers used a basket ladder to lift her out. They say she was able to stand, talk, and yell, but wasn't alert enough to answer questions about her ordeal. She was later treated at a hospital. Or by web at marshall.edu slash WMUL. For Nate Courtney, Emma Johnson, Julia McAndrews, Ethan Peltier, Ben Anderson, and for the entire New Center 88 team, I'm Willen Smith. And your thought of the day is, every failure is a step to success. William Winwell. <laughs> 